many schools I went to was the sort of school where you were known by your surname and where older boys served lunch at tables to the younger boys. I suppose the aim was to make it feel like a family meal. It didn't. And so I found myself being served cabbage by a boy called Babbage. A boy called Babbage served me cabbage and said his great-great-grandfather had built the first mechanical computer, the difference engine. I was indifferent about this. Not too much cabbage, thanks, Babbage, I said. I was indifferent about Babbage's great-great-grandfather's difference engine. But later in life, I've thought about it and wondered if it might help me tell the difference between things, like, what's the difference between empathy and sympathy, envy and jealousy, a rook and a crow, a yes and a no, virus and bacteria, clematis and wisteria, that and which, classy and kitsch, sweet potato and yam, genuine and spam, CT scan and MRI, sourdough and rye. I don't know what happened to Babbage, but I imagine him standing at the end of a table somewhere in the world, serving cabbage. (laughs) That was A Boy Called Babbage by William Davidson. William just won the Bath Flash Fiction Award, so congratulations to him. You can find him at WM Davidson UK on X, which is, is the new Twitter. And thank you so much, William, for letting me share that it was a piece written after the prompt I gave a few weeks ago on cabbage image. So if you're interested in writing something about with the word cabbage in it, (laughs) please listen to that episode from a few weeks ago. And thanks again, William, for sending this to me. Welcome to Georgia's Poetry Workshop. Today, I was lovely to start with a piece of someone else's work. I'm so happy. So today we're going to think a little bit about liminality, a kind of liminal state, an in-between that we might feel. And I mean, I think I was talking to my friend earlier and we were saying that we think that August is a time of year where we feel that sense of sort of stagnancy. There's a kind of summer lull that takes place. And this might impact our creative work where you just feel a little bit of a slump you're not really feeling like you want to write I mean you could be having the absolute opposite right now in which case that's amazing (laughs) please just keep going as long as you can um and but for some of us it's a kind of feeling where you you sort of go what's going on what's happening in my life and creatively and you sort of have these kind of maybe some self-doubt a little bit And so I was trying to figure out, you know, what's the best kind of solution to that. And I think really it's just just putting pen to paper. And I have felt this recently. And what's helped me is to do my journal and then read some poetry and then start writing some poetry. And I think getting back to my journal, having not written in it for a few weeks which is really unusual because I'm usually quite good at keeping up with it, but I got a bit ill and sort of left it and losing that habit and makes me kind of lose that sense of progress, I think. And so I really, you know, I mentioned this in the first podcast episode to keep a journal, just to keep kind of track of what you're doing and the kind of discoveries that you make because whatever you're writing 
will really help you and help others potentially. So highly recommend that. And if you once you get going on that a little bit, tracking that, I hope that it will sort of inspire you to start thinking about new poems that you can write. So with this kind of liminality in mind as well, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Gothic. And in Gothic texts, there are often doors and windows that symbolise liminal states. So that in between. And I was thinking, we in poetry want to actually begin with some liminality. What You want to begin kind of in the action, in between things, which adds this kind of sense of excitement. And I wanted to share a poem with you from a 2017 issue of Butcher's Dog. It's issue nine. And they're accepting submissions this month until the 31st of August. So if you are You've got some poems to send out. You can send them out to Butcher's Dog. And yeah, I wanted to share a poem by Rachel Long called Heaven, It Must Be Heaven. The grim reaper is levitating in Trafalgar Square. Tourists extend their selfie sticks, approach him. The golden statue of a woman in a bonnet is a dead giveaway. Her dress is rustling in the wind. Only the homeless say, God bless you, anymore. You clink drop, leave too soon to catch anything, even the you. And people wonder why their blessings wind up in men's car boots, mum's voice. By people, she means you. Last night, the thing you held most dear in this world was symbolised as a doll. You didn't see him take it, but you know your granddad's got it. You have a bad tattoo down your spine. Tread softly, for you tread on my dreams. You'd wear bibs, aprons as dresses, anything backless enough for the club queue to read it. On the only day your diaries allow you to eat together, you hear messages, from where, that you won't be with him forever. For now, you plate butter chicken, match the perfect wine. A swaddled woman groans in the street, rattles the cup of her throat at the sky. A man reads the palms of his dog on the bridge. God bless. You wonder whether the men who never called you after remember your bad tattoo. Whether, in the throes of whatever they felt, they read your spine and thought, "Okay, I'll try not to tread on her dreams, whatever they might have been. Decades later, you learnt your back was wrong. It isn't tread softly for you tread on my dreams, but tread softly because you tread on my dreams. When naked, alone or with another body, you wonder what the difference is between for and because. I hadn't picked up until I read that, the the kind of... um, that idea of difference that runs through both William's piece, A Boy Called Babbage, and this Rachel Long, Heaven, It Must Be Heaven, that that idea in her final line, you wonder what the difference is between for and because. I just absolutely love this poem. And I love the this line here 
A swaddled woman groans in the street, rattles the cup of her throat at the sky. The cup of her throat rattles the cup of her throat. What an amazing image. And when thinking about sort of bringing your bringing your reader into the action, having this sense of immediacy, we have this here in Long's piece. So the first line is, the Grim Reaper is levitating in Trafalgar Square. Now there's a reason why you don't, she didn't start with, in Trafalgar Square, the Grim Reaper is levitating. Because that would change that sense of immediacy, that would change that kind of being thrown into the action that in cinematic terms in medias res in the middle of things the first five words of this poem are the grim reaper is levitating now that intrigues the reader that makes us go wow what is going on in this poem and there's a sense of excitement there One of the reasons that I'm mentioning this is because this was actually some of my feedback for some of my poems during the MA that I'm currently doing at Newcastle. And I was told that I over-contextualise at the start of my poems. So sometimes I I would be that person that writes in Trafalgar Square or in King's Cross or on a Tuesday. And so I'm realising that if you are going to start with that, so, you know, a day of the week or a place, that there's perhaps there would be a reason that you do that. And it's important that that's an active choice that you're making, that you've done that for a purpose, rather than saying, I'm going to set the scene like you might in a piece of fiction. Uh, You know, you you don't want to be putting once upon a time. Right, we're going to our free writing now. Free writing is when you can pause the podcast and take about seven minutes to empty your mind of anything going on it's kind of a form of journaling where you don't stop writing you just keep going so you can write stuff down whatever comes into your head you can sort of write a list for the day you could write um a a piece of poetry if you wanted to but the point is that you don't stop you just keep going you don't have to use my prompt but i always give one today's prompt word is nail and nail could take many forms. You've got fingernails, you've got nails in the wall. So have a think about what that word might mean to you and you can begin free writing and come back for the final prompt. Here we go. Welcome back for the final prompt. I always mention at this point that if you are enjoying the podcast and it's supporting you with your writing, then please consider donating the equivalent of a cup of coffee to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash George's Poetry Workshop. Thank you very much for listening. So the final prompt today is to write out a number of first lines. And I'm going to use the theme that we that keeps popping up today of difference. So some opening lines to poems that kind of highlight this uh, sense of difference. So it could be something quite satirical, quite ironic, juxtaposing of two things, which means a kind of contrasting idea. So it could be contrasting uh, colours like green and blue, or contrasting genre of film, so horror and romance, or uh, perhaps 
it could be or the bringing together of those things things that we might perceive as different and actually they kind of fit together really interestingly you might pick something from william's poem (laughs) perhaps um a rook and a crow and talk about the difference between those or envy and jealousy that might be quite a worldly thing to to consider something quite expansive perhaps to write about but just kind of coming up with a few first lines and then when you finish with that pick one of those that you feel like actually I really want to continue writing this poem and you can always come back and use and try try another one you could also end up with one of your first lines that you've written being a final line of a poem sometimes that actually happens where a final line of a poem that you've written becomes the final line of a different poem um and that yeah that's happened to me which has been quite amazing where you go actually this this line would be much better in this other poem so don't forget that you can kind of frankenstein your pieces sometimes (laughs) so i hope you've enjoyed the podcast today and Thank you to George Clark, who did the intro music, and to Portamento, who did the outro music. And thank you all for listening. If you do choose to be a patron, I will be launching additional videos for my patrons with more prompts for you. And as of today, there are the prompts from the podcast are going to go off on my website, and that's georgiaconlon.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next week.